So tired of winning, 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 winning. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we had to uh, play that little piece from Donald Trump. That right there was uh, from Trump's campaign in Albany, New York. Hey, welcome to Groove Talk Radio. This is Tuesday, May 2nd, 2017. It's 5.30 p.m. We are on Groove Talk Radio Live, Studio W, The Buzz. Um, I am your co-host, Robert Brown groove known as as wisdom and i am your uh illustrious co-host i don't even know what that means uh tier van meter better known as mind sex number four tiger five we have uh two more grooves that are going to join us in a little bit we have william a brown who is the owner and operator of studio w buzz and we have uh jamal hawkins who's going to be coming in in a few minutes but Part of the reason why we played that clip for everybody is we are going to talk about the success or lack thereof. The of anniversary, of Trump's, of Trump's 100 days. There you go, 100 days um, of hell. <laughs> As of Saturday, April 29th, that was officially day 100. And uh, Trump did a very interesting thing on his 100th day. He chose to celebrate it by not going to the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Coward. He he decided to, for for the first time in 36 years, a president did not go to the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Instead, he celebrated his 100th day by having a rally. A, a, a rally in Pennsylvania. Didn't he? Didn't of he his win, own didn't supporters. He the, didn't he just win the presidency? He did. Why did he rally? You know what, what's amazing is 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 the amount of people that are still behind him. Uh, if you watch, you know, just watching the news, and they'll have like just regular ABC news, and they'll be having like a segment where they'll have a couple who are just suffering badly someone is sick and they need obamacare to survive and they're begging trump not to uh not to uh just repeal obamacare and um they're they're basically saying we will die without this you know and i i keep seeing a story after story of these white people saying that they would die without this uh health care and um and uh begging trump not to repeal it but at the end of the day, when the reporter asked him, do you still support Trump or would you still support Trump even if he did repeal Obamacare and not replace it with anything uh, equal? They're all say, yeah, they would still support him. It, it, it's, it's just there's no bottom for them. There, there's there's absolutely no bottom. I've said it before. Nothing trumps racism in the Republican Party. And uh, these people aren't voting these people aren't voting like the Democrats are voting. They're not voting. They're not voting on who's best 
able to deal with the issues of the day. Um, you know, uh, it doesn't matter whether it's, the, it's 80 or 84 or 88. The Democrats are voting on what's the most, you know, the, what's going on in the times, you know, uh, in the age that you live in. What's the most important issues? What's big? The economy, um, you know, is the infrastructure situation. You know, they vote who's best able to deal with the issues of the time. But on the Republican side, each election, they're voting their racism, their religion, and their fears. Every single election, 88, 92, 96, 2000, 2004, that's what they're voting, their racism and, and, and their religion. And it's to a point where it doesn't matter what the president does, how bad Trump is, how crooked he is, how obviously incompetent he is they're going to support him anyway I'm, one, I'm wondering if, yeah go ahead yeah, oh, absolutely, for all, you, you're absolutely right uh, well for all those listeners who are just joining us we got um, William Brown joined us in the studio and we got Jamal Hawkins who joined us in the studio go, go ahead Will I'm sorry yeah T.A. you're exactly right it doesn't matter man it's almost like um, I, I, I was talking on one of my radio shows the other day and I'm saying you know uh where uh, is it? Where's half the uh, of America? Uh, did somebody just invade America? You know how these old science fiction movies we used to watch. You know when somebody the aliens would come down and, and take they, over the bodies, and take over the bodies and the brains, the thinking and everything like that. I mean, are we going through an age like this because you know uh, there's right and there's wrong. There's no gray area. Hmm. Either you right or you wrong. And we've grown up, all of us have grown up to know that the things that this man has done is all wrong, yet you're going to applaud. I've asked some uh, uh, some Trump supporters, and I, and I asked them under certain circumstances. I said, what kind of job do you think this man has done? Oh, he's done a great job. And I'm thinking, wow, man, if I did the job that he did on a job out here in the United States, no, I don't even have to go that far. If I did, if I made one tenth of the mistakes, I'd be fired. Hmm. You know, and I'm gonna tell you a true story. Okay, I was fired from a major, major corporation right here in the United States. Right, all right. I was a partner at one time, uh, upper level management. Did a great job for them. All right, but I'm gonna tell you something. I think I have the. Re I think I know the reason why I was fired. But I was fired because one of my agents falsified an application. It had nothing to do with me. Zero to do with me. Now, hear what I'm saying. Yeah, I got you. And the policy is only $10,000. So, if I work for, in the United States, great job, you know, but it's not as important as it running the country. Hmm. Are you telling me that I'm held to a higher standard than the President of the United States? So, we have to address this. Why are so many of these things allowed to happen? I don't understand it. Racism, bigotry, and holding the country hostage. Hmm. It makes no sense. I don't, uh, you know, there is a reason to here. There's a reason for this. You know, and, and it's either good or evil, and evil has its own agenda. Hmm. Uh, you know what, I think there's a different type of presidency that we have now. You know, we gotta... Uh, that's another statement. We, <laughs> we are we are living in a ridiculous ridiculous time where we have 
the leader of our country who is shaping the narrative of what news looks like, of what truth looks like, of what uh, of what uh, journalism, reporters, uh, news media, all of that stuff has changed so much because we have one person who is kind of sliding his version of the truth in there. You get what I'm saying? I mean, look at what happened just this past weekend. You have you have the um, na- uh, correspondence dinner happening at the White House, where every single April for the last three and a half decades, the president goes, comedians go, reporters are there, and people are having a good time, dinner and all that kind of stuff. They may make some jokes about the president, but they're kind of celebrating free speech. They're celebrating the fact that we live in a country where our First Amendment rights are protected. And the one person who does not show up... Who represents that the most. Not only does he... Not only does Trump not show up, but he goes to Pennsylvania and starts bashing the media over there. This is the day when you're supposed to be celebrating... Right, the correspond the 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 journalist, the reporter. Sixty-five million free, people voted free, for him, free, free Rob. Speech, and and and, and they what haven't he changed do? their minds. He goes over to Pennsylvania and starts talking about how CNN is fake news. The media is all out to get us. Reporters are out. And to they get believe us. it, and everybody's hooping and hollering. You know, I, I think I think people. It, it goes to show you that people are one hundred percent moved by emotion and energy, and they don't pay attention to message. They don't pay attention to. Uh, information they don't pay attention to the words that are being said they're just paying attention to how loud the guy is go ahead that goes off of um i can't hear him can you is my mic on yeah go ahead well that just goes off of anything um that's how uh companies uh get people to buy their products and it's the same thing with uh, Trump as far as what it is that, you know, he's trying to sell. He's going to go to an area in which he has support to carry out the uh, rally. And he didn't show up to that uh, correspondence because he would have got annihilated. Can you well, imagine? <laughs> he, he can't stand the ego. But, Can uh, you imagine? The, the what? hit to the ego. You know, you say you have comedians show up. You know, they make fun of uh, of the president. And can you imagine the embarrassment that, that he would have went through had he, did sh- had he shown up? It would have been crazy. And so, like you said, the counter, he's going to go somewhere in which he got some supporters and he's going to, you know, redirect, um, you know, the attention of and point it to where he, where he wants. And if he's if he's doing it somewhere in which he has his supporters, it's going to come off as, you know, oh, he got all this, you know, support. But, you know, uh, I mean, the dude made a commercial. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what? Let's. Let's 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 play this commercial. We I got it already queued up. I just for all those people who who haven't heard this. This is I, I've never seen anything like this before, right? It's we, so okay. Let we, me just be quiet. We, we, I've me, never just, I've never seen y'all anything, just listen to. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this before. A president, in order to celebrate his 100 days, buys his own commercial, pays for his own commercial. So that lying, so that people can run this commercial, uh, uh, celebrate. It, it really looks like Kim Jong Un. He didn't do. It he really didn't get anything like accomplished. He, uh, everything that he, he promised, is doing exactly what he didn't the get North done. Korean leader is doing. I am going to tell you what, what to, to think. To. I'm going to tell you what to think. I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. what what Speak what the truth it, is. And and so here's my here here's his commercial. Let's see it. Let's, let's see, see it. if we can play it here. 
Donald Trump, sworn in as president 100 days ago, America has rarely seen such success. A respected Supreme Court justice confirmed. Companies investing in American jobs again. America becoming more energy independent. Regulations that kill American jobs eliminated. The biggest tax cut plan in history. You wouldn't know it from watching the news. America is winning, and President Trump is making America great again. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. Now, the one thing that we could not do is actually show you what the video looked like, but you heard the 30-second commercial right there. Um, At the end, he's on a mountaintop with the sunset behind him with the fist in the air pumping like this. Yeah, victory. Um, First off, let's go step by step. First off, CNN refused to show the commercial. (laughs) Wow. Wow, and and that just goes to show you <laughs> what kind of, that just goes to show you what kind of leader we have. That's funny though. Where his ego got hurt so much that he had to, of course, tweet about it, and CNN is fake news because they don't want to show my commercial. Right? right, right, right. But you know what? You know what? Uh, let me let me let me put uh, a question to you guys. Let me just put a question up here. Is it possible that the reason why because you know, uh, that people are not turning their backs on Trump is because they are getting what they want out of Trump and I I say that because basically if you ask me uh, racism in Russia put this man in the White House right so uh, and if you and if you agree with that then let's talk about the racism aspect of it Um, 65 million people voted for him 65 million racist okay Trump made a whole bunch of promises on what he would get done in his first 100 days, and he has not been able to fill any of them. He has not one legislative victory. Everything that he signed has been an executive order. Nothing has passed through Congress and turned into a bill. Remember the sitting on the steps, the how a bill becomes a law? He doesn't even know how that works. This, in, this administration is so incompetent. Nothing's passed through Congress that, that, and, and, and made it to his desk yet. They haven't done anything. He hasn't accomplished anything, literally nothing. The one thing that he tried to do about repealing the um, Affordable Health Care Act was a disaster. was such a disaster, such a disaster that there are Republican politicians who are worried that they won't be elected in the next cycle because this was such a disaster for Republicans. Well, it, it was a di- but 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 yet the people see all this failing. They see all this failing. Well, let me we, ask, we opened the show question, talking about winning. Your your but, question was a good question, but, but I before you let me answer your first question because you said do all of the people who voted for him do they still think he did something for them? And I think the answer is actually no. Well, no, actually, I think it's yes, because what I was getting to is that these people, in my opinion, voted for him out of racism, right? Maybe they are getting what they wanted from him. Look at what's happened since this man has become president. Two people are under assault right now, the blacks and the Mexicans. The Mexicans, you can turn on any news channel right now, and they're talking about uh, an innocent Mexican woman who's been here 17 years and has been reporting in to ICE on a regular basis, hasn't even jaywalked once, has now been snatched up and sent back to Mexico. You're getting stories like that of, 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 of people who've never committed any kind of crime, haven't, ha- have actually been, you know, contributors to society. Uh, 
you know, the, 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 the Hispanic population is under siege right now. They are after them right now. And you know who else is under siege? Us. Jeff Sessions is setting it off through the Justice Department on black America. He's uh, taken away any, um, basically, he's basically said that, 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 that getting involved with local police pre, uh, issues and precincts and, and divisions and stuff like that and headquarters, getting involved in, in police and cities is, un, is, is, is not the place of the federal government. So even if you do have cases like in Ferg- Ferguson where the federal, um, where, where, where a federal, uh, trial happened and they came out with a, with, with a, with a, with a, um, with a, with a decision that says that, um, you know, this police force operates out of racism. There's too much brutality in it. It's unfair and There's it's hiring practice f- and all of that. Less federal review of, less, less federal investigation over. But there, there won't be any federal level to it. So basically, the, the so basically the cops. What they're basically telling the cops is, you free to do what you want to do, hmm. right? So this affects Black Lives Matter. So you know, blacks and Mexicans are under attack right now. And even though Trump's failing on everything else, he's getting that right. And maybe that's all they want. You know what? I, I got a few students in my classroom who voted for Trump. <coughs> I got three students. I hate it when people tell me they voted for Trump. <laughs> I got I got I got a few people in my classroom who voted for Trump. And I think they're more misguided than racist. I think they're more misguided than racist. They're 18 years old, they're 19 years old and they voted for Trump a lot of the times because they come from a conservative family and the family never votes for Democrat and so they just got to follow what the family does. And then you have other uh students who voted for Trump simply because they bought into a lot of the rhetoric, right? They bought into, we got to protect the country. We got to have more money for military. We don't trust Hillary Clinton. We got to keep the refugees out of this country. You know, they bought into a lot of that stuff. And uh, go ahead. Go ahead. And I finish your point. Finish your point. Well, the, the first question about whether or not people are getting what they want who voted for Trump you can't say that they're getting what they want if their health care is going to be taken away from them, if their jobs are not going to be there for them. You know, if, if, if all of these things that they voted for are not happening, then they're not getting what they want. But they're still they're kind of like Donald Trump. You can't go up to a Trump supporter and say, hey, are you getting what you want? Are you happy you voted for Trump? Their egos are going to defend themselves. They're going to say, well, yeah, yeah, it, it's not all that bad. It's not all that bad because they have to justify voting well, for the guy. Well, you can't Well, you can't necessarily say that because they may have got something they want, but it can be another part of something that, that they're really being affected by because everybody that voted for Trump is not racist. Some people had a legitimate reason for voting for Trump. And I'll get, and a perfect example are people. A perfect example are people with businesses. If Obamacare is affecting your business-wise, but yeah. you having to supply right, this right. health care, it's costing you money. So from a business perspective, Obamacare is hurting you. So you're, you're as a businessman, you're probably going or a businesswoman, you're probably going to vote for it because hey, I need this change because it's costing me money. Right. So that's a business reason. Some people may have believed that hey, you know the. Uh, uh, I don't have a problem with immigrants being over here, but the ones that's committing all these crimes—if those are the ones he's going to target—okay, I may be, I may support so that. So that. some people yeah. bought it. They didn't know that he was just going to have, you know, go open house on everybody. Right. There was a, there was a, um, 
was reading a story a while back that there was a, a restaurant owner, this uh, this husband and wife, that uh, voted for Trump, and they didn't know that the husband was going to get deported. Yeah, I saw that. Or and, I you know, he, he, ha- he wasn't a criminal or anything. He owned his business with yep. his wife running the restaurant, yep. and, you know, he was one of the ones that got picked up. So, and he was mm-hmm. a spec. So, they didn't know voting for Trump that... He was, was going to be targeted and get deported, exactly. but but Trump has some things that he was mentioning that they were, that he was going to do that they su- that they supported That's and they exactly voted right. for him. So even even you said you know the ones with the health care, he was saying he wasn't detailed about what was going to happen with with the health care. He just said that he's going to change Obamacare and replace, and, and, and replace it with something better. So somebody so might have thought that oh well he's not going to get rid of. Uh, you know what I need out of Obamacare, so they didn't find this out until after the fact. So to say that everybody that voted for him is racist is not accurate, because like like I just pointed out, some things they actually you know made sense for them to vote for him. Right. Again, you know they may not you know you can't expect a a businessman to uh to vote for Hillary Clinton to keep Obamacare if that's affecting his business because he made his decision based right. off of his priorities. So. Um, no, that's a good. That's a good point. And again, I don't. It's it's uh, the and nobody saw like you said nobody saw it coming with him just going crazy with the uh, with the with the deportations. And at the same time, if you look at it, yeah, is is you know it, it comes off as being messed up. But at the same time, if these people are here illegally, technically any president can do that, and technically they should be deported. Because they're they're not legally here. Okay. Now let but me, the fact that he's but the fact that he's doing it in such a large number right. now it's coming off as hey man he's talking to everybody. But if you look at it if you look at the black and white of are you here legally or not, and if you're not technically you can be deported. That is true. That is true. Let me tell you, my my wife and I were arguing about this because my my wife was saying the same thing that you just said. My my wife was saying the same thing you just said. You know, if you're here illegally. If you if you are in this country illegally, the key word here is illegal and you are breaking the law. So you must leave. And if you are staying here and the government allows you to stay on a work visa, that's at the mercy of the government. They are taking mercy upon you because at any given moment they could take you out. Now, here's here's my problem with that, though, Jamal. Here's my problem with that. We actually have written. In 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 United States um, documents that says if any person from a foreign country tries to enter this um, United States, go across the border at any point, and lets that border agent know, look, I am seeking asylum because where I am is not safe. We are required to give them safety for a certain amount of time. What what's happened? I mean, we're required. We are required to provide asylum for a certain period of time. If somebody is telling the border agent, look, I am here because I'm escaping persecution. I'm here because I'm escaping a life and death situation. Two things. I'm here because um, I'm seeking asylum. Two things. One, how long is the time? And two, how many of these immigrants do you think are going up to custom agents? Well, of all the ones that have entered the country, how many of them are just sneaking in? If, you, if you're talking about the border between Mexico and the United States, that's not how the majority of people get in. The majority of people get in through plane. 
through visas, through uh, overstayed work visas and overstayed student visas. Okay. The uh, the amount of the the amount of people who there are lots of people who get in through Mexico. You're right. There are lots. It, it, it's not the big percentage that you think, though. Okay. The, the majority of people came over just like uh, Trump's wife did on a work visa, <laughs> and they overstayed their welcome. Okay. But but look at it this way, bro. You have all these people out here that um you know they uh they want certain things done they want certain rights and they want uh to protest and they want to do all these things when they technically don't even have the right to do it well i don't think i, I don't think um anybody who who's here illegally i don't think they're necessarily uh protesting for their right to stay here illegally i think it's the treatment of how people there is the ICE agents that went into a hospital in Texas and pulled a woman out who had a brain tumor and said, you got to go. They took her out of the damn hospital bed. She had a brain tumor. You, you, you feel me? They deported her from the hospital. That's that's low. I, was she here? Was she here illegally? Yes. Did they have to pull the woman with a brain tumor from the hospital bed? Probably not. No, no, no. That's it's, that, it's, it's that, the treatment. That's, that's all I'm. That's all I'm worried about. It's that, the treatment. That's, that's, that's exactly right. That's humanity. Yes. You know, and it's just like a lot of people. Why are they coming? You know, you have to ask. You know, we can point out everything. You can point out. Hey, this one happened. This happened. But why? There's always a why. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's a why. People. What is the purpose? Okay. Well, whether right, wrong, or indifferent, they came across the border because hey. Perhaps they were starving there. So what would you do? You know, even the the animal instinct, even in uh, in the jungle, right? They're going to find a way to eat, you know, which is a whole different show. So I'm not going to go there. Uh, so, you know, I'm not going to argue the point, you know, whether they're already here illegal. Uh, Jamal, you have a point, And Robert, you certainly have a point, too. But we have to look at humanity, man. What's going on? If somebody's going to starve, they're going to find a way to eat. But what I want to um, point out, uh, Tia, Jamal is right also, and you're right. A lot of um, the vote for Trump was racist. But it wasn't But it wasn't all of it. That's not the full story. Uh, most of it was greed. I'll tell you what I really think it boils down to, greed and ignorance. Now, t who said something about, well, they did this so they can get something out of it? And but see, both of you are right, and somebody says, "Well, not necessarily they didn't get anything." Uh, yes and no. Okay, certain people didn't get anything. As a matter of fact, some of his people are going to get. Let's, for lack of a better word, they're going to get screwed if they replace um, uh, the Affordable Health Care Act uh, with what they're proposing right now. His own supporters are going to get bamboozled. Okay, they're going to get hurt, right? That's why you see so many rallies. All right, with this tax plan, who's going to benefit there? You have to look at it. So, two reasons that people voted for him: greed and ignorance. All right, because if you look at where the um, electoral college, where did those votes came, where did those votes come from? It came from areas that have never voted before. You understand? And the reason why we understand why, and well, a lot of people don't, why was the Electoral College, come, how did it come about, why did it come about in the first place? It was supposed to give those areas sort of a fair chance, sort of level the playing ground, so to speak, but we all know that that was born out of slavery also, right? 
uh, big, you know. Right, right, so right. if the numbers aren't there for that party uh, who wants to win, you know, okay, then you go to the electoral college, which I think is bogus. Hmm. There's no way in the world you lose the popular vote uh, by three uh, uh, by three million, and you still elect the president. That makes no sense to me. Because people are people. I don't care whether you live in the backwoods or you live on a main street. It doesn't matter. Uh, and then I'm going to give up the mic in a little bit. And just, but, I'm, but I want to give you guys a little history lesson. And Tia, you brought up about something right now. Or Robert, you brought up something about what I think Trump is trying to do is to eliminate the powers of the federal government. And they're trying to put it back on the states. Hmm. Okay? Now you think about the impact that would have. How did that work out for us back in the 60s uh, with Martin Luther King and John F. Kennedy when both of them were assassinated and his brother Robert Kennedy was assassinated? You know why? Because finally the United States was getting the federal government behind the uh, atrocities that was happening here in the United States. I'm telling you right now because I was here. Hmm. I'm telling you what's going on. Before that, the federal government got very little inv- got little involved with racism and bigotry and what was going down in Mississippi and Alabama and Tennessee when we were being lynched and things like that. You understand what I'm saying? Okay? Those things would happen and you know it would go by the wayside and these people would never, ever, 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 ever prosecuted. And it's because when John Kennedy was elected president, maybe it started before that, then things have started happening. Martin Luther King, they started marching, you know, uh, Jesse Jackson and these cats started marching, things like that. That's when things came about and the federal government started getting involved. So what I'm saying, like now, if you go full circle and you start eliminating the federal government and you put it back in the hands of the same people that perpetrated those crimes or maybe their grandchildren, uh, <laughs> perpetrated those crimes, then are you going back to the pre-50s, you see? And uh, I'm going to leave one last comment. It seems like Trump just complimented sort of like uh, Kim Jong-un. Yeah. And also, he's never said anything bad about Putin. And if you look at the way that he's trying to rule, do you see a major difference other than him not having the power to do what those other guys are doing? Do you see a difference in the way well, that he is trying to lead this yeah, country? There, 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 there are two things that there are two things that we know about how Trump is a, as a leader, and he said it out of his own mouth. You know, uh, he has run many, many businesses. He. he he knows how to run a business. He knows how to run a real estate empire, but he's never been a politician. He's, he doesn't know anything about running the country. And so what he did is he's trying to be a leader the only way he knows how, by telling people what to do. And when he and, and early, early on in the year when he first became president, that wasn't working for him. And he even said it out of his own mouth. He's frustrated that people aren't doing what he told them to do. <laughs> he says, how come it doesn't work like that? And somebody said, well, because this is called United States government. You have to get buy-in from, you have to get buy-in from Senate. You have to get buy-in from the representatives. You have to get, you have to get buy-in. Now, just this past weekend when he was interviewed, they asked him, so what do you think, Donald Trump? What do you think about your first 100 days? And he says, he said, I'm honest, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, but Rob, he also gave himself an A. So my question to you he, is... because he's, he's, he, there's yeah, something the, mentally wrong with this man. Oh, that was, I read an article on it also. And there's also an amendment called uh, Amendment 25 that you may be able to move 
a president from under that um oh my god i think it's a um uh you know a, a member 25 or something like that i just saw something about it today that you can have a president removed because of, of i'm paraphrasing Mental instability. Is that right? <laughs> That's right. That yeah, it's it's the twenty fifth amendment. Okay, but what I'm gonna get at, uh, I'm gonna disagree with you. Okay. Everybody gives him credit for being a great businessman. Wrong. Okay, I'm gonna tell you why. He filed bank for bankruptcies four times, and he was given an influx of money each and every time. His credit was so bad that most of the United States banks would not give him money. He had to go to Russia and other countries to get money. And I'm going to tell you something. If they, if if anybody give any of us four brothers here a, a, a million dollars here, tie ten million dollars here, a hundred million dollars, do you think we might be a success eventually? Oh no, and, no, no, no. And then I, and then I, look I, at I, all I, the properties. Hold on, hear me. And look at all the properties uh, that's supposed to be under Trump. Guess what? He just gets a commission for having his name on the building. In most cases, if you do your homework. So I'm not talking about you personally. No, but what no, I'm no. saying is, I disagree. No, he's not a good businessman. If he had to file bankruptcy four times in his own personal life, is he trying to bankrupt the United States also? That's a, go ahead. Well, um. I just wanted to get back. Y'all be jumping around. I wanted to uh, address what uh, came up about uh, the white folks voting out of racism. Um, they may not have all been, well, you said all of them didn't vote out of racism. But they all voted for Trump in spite of racism. Yeah. They knew yeah. that Donald Trump would be a threat to my family. To me, to my daughter, to you, to your wife, to your daughter, uh, to well, to your son. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, 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 they know, they know. You know, they, they knew. They heard the racism. They heard the rhetoric. They heard how he attacked President Obama. You can see the racism dripping off his lip when every time he said he wasn't born here. And I've got people in Hawaii, uh, you know, investigating and stuff like that. And he didn't have anybody. And then when his, his first day, his first day out the gate, when he come down the escalators, the first thing he says when he walks up to the microphone is when Mexico brings its people, they're not bringing the best. They're rapists. They're murderers. I mean, so they knew this dude, they were electing a, a bigot. He retweeted 90 racist tweets 90 times. So they might not have just all voted out of pure racism, but racism didn't stop them from voting. And had that been a black man, a black racist running for office, and let's say that had been, we'll say Farrakhan, 1980s Farrakhan running for uh, office, they wouldn't have looked the other way and been so quick to just dismiss it and act like, you know, it's no big deal. That's, right. that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. Again. I forgot to put the phone number. What? What well, do you here, say? I'll say, I'll say, for all those people listening, you want to call in. The phone number is 844-978-8346. Go ahead, Jamal. I mean, to to say, you, you keep coming back to racism, and you can't say that you, you you keep putting racism into a person's reason for voting, and you putting in more than was needed because I mean at the end of the day you have two people to vote for, or you can do the third option and not vote. If oh I'm telling you right, if Barack Obama came out here the most racist talking about white people like crazy, I guarantee the same black people that voted for him would have voted for him. 
Because, but I'm saying, my saying, I'm saying is this: is you got two candidates that you have to put a vote for, regardless of they may not they whether whether it, there was a lot of them that that was buying into the the uh, the racist you know comments that he was making and, and things that he was saying. Some of them may have disagreed, but when it came down to it, they voted based off of what was in the best interest of them. Yeah, this dude is a little wild with this racism, but if it's gonna get rid of this. Then that's a personal because what right. happened? We all we by nature we are greedy. We vote for ourselves. We vote for our self interest. Really? I mean, now, oh yeah, no, yeah. And, and again, yeah, and again, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, bro. If you were uh, uh, one of these businessmen or businesswomen in these situations in which Obamacare was hurting you financially, and it came down to uh, voting for somebody to keep it and keep hurting financially, or somebody that was possibly going to change it and relieve that. You gonna look at your, you gonna look hard at that at that decision, and you're probably gonna vote for what's in the best interest of you. Because if you don't, you're ignorant. So yeah, I'm gonna keep voting to to stay hurting in my business because you know you that's an ignorant decision. Now a lot of okay, people. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, let's talk about whether any of these businesses are actually hurting from Obamacare. Every time they run the numbers. It's over-exaggerated. These businesses are not hurting. What's your boy, the most famous, uh, the, the, the pizza guy who be hanging out with Peyton Manning? What's uh, Papa John's. Papa John's. He's the biggest one, the biggest one complaining, saying that if I have to adopt the Obamacare, I have to raise the price of each, uh, each pizza by 13 cents. And everybody's like, so? I'll pay 13 cents more so somebody can have health care. And he's a big Republican. He's out there a lot putting money into the Republican Party. And he's whining a lot about the Obamacare. Obamacare ain't hurting these businesses. They just using Obamacare as an excuse because they wanted to uh, undermine this uh, first black president's uh, signature achievement. Um, Actually, you're right. Um, they had a law. They had a. They had a portion of the Affordable Health Care Act when it was when it was first written by Obama the idea was if you're a small business and you feel like you're going to be hurting because small meaning under 25 employees the federal government was going to kick in through IRS to help you pay the difference for some of the um, health care for the employees if you're a large business like you say Papa John's if you're a large corporation like that and you're complaining and complaining and complaining about the amount of money that you got to spend what the federal government was saying was exactly what Tierra was saying tough you know 13 cents more for a pizza great we need health care right and if and I completely understand that and again 13 cents don't sound that bad and I'm not saying dudes should be tripping over 13 cents but at the end of the but day I, when it comes to business a purpose of a business is to make as much money with less cost as possible. Yeah. And if he's looking at 13 cents, whatever his, whatever that adds up to, he's saying that's something I could keep. Let me ask you. Wait, wait. Let me let me ask you this, Jamal. Wait, hold on. Let, let me ask you this, Jamal, because I'm I'm about to throw a monkey wrench in in, in your in your plan right now. Okay. Because I see where you're coming from, and actually, what you're saying is 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 I give you 99. percent I'm about to throw that one percent monkey wrench. In. Um. The purpose, you say the purpose of the business is to make money, right? They got a profit, and they're going to vote according to their business profiting. Could it be that the purpose of a business changes? Maybe the purpose of a business is to serve as many. Maybe the purpose of a business is to give a win-win. That's 
a real successful business where you, as a business, can profit, your customers get what they want, and you do good for your society. Well, that's a that's a win win win. Why why does it always have to be money 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 driven? In 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 spite of hurting this person over here, in spite of hurting not, this person over here, and to have it a win win situation will be perfect. I will be all for. It. I'm just I'm just giving an example that this is how there, there are businessmen and businesswomen out here that think like they don't think like the the moral. Hey, you know I can take this hit to to help these people. You got some out there that think that way, but not all of them do. I'm just I'm just giving you a point no, of view I'm, I'm of the, of the ones you. if if I'm a dude you. if a dude is sitting here tripping over thirteen cents, I guarantee you he's one of the ones that's not thinking the way you just mentioned. That's true. Because there are some out there that you know what man I'm gonna have to take this thirteen cent hit, but you know what my my employee's gonna be taken care of. I'm cool. That's true. But he he just goes to show he's one of those ones that hey every cent that I need, I need to keep I want to keep. And, yeah. and, and, and it can't. It and goes it, back to what William was saying. It can't come off as greedy, but greed, I'm just saying that greed, you, have, you have to acknowledge that there there are businesses that out there think like that, and you know whether you agree with it or not. And, I, and like you know, I don't agree that the dude should be tripping over thirteen cent. You know, but but to but just to go off of, off of some of the things that Tierra was saying is that it comes off as like um, you know everybody that voted for Trump is ignorant or something like that. And again, I'm not supporting the dude at all. But at the same time, you got you have to see it from both sides. You can't if you, I mean if if you're just arguing it from one side, then you're no different than anybody of these uh, Trump supporters that's just arguing his from one side. You have to see both sides to the story. And again, I'm not supporting the dude at all. But at the same time, to sit here and say that everybody that voted for him is racist or ignorant or something like that, you have to identify the fact and accept the fact that hey, dude made some some claims yeah. uh, that that legit gave people a legitimate reason to vote for this dude. There are some. Voters, that's all I'm saying. That, you're right. There are some voters who said after he after they saw his inauguration after they saw he became the president and started doing all this you know weird shit a lot of his supporters admitted you know what the reason i voted for him is because i didn't really think he was gonna do what the drastic shit he said he was gonna do i didn't think right. he was gonna go that far i thought it was just campaigning but you know i, I mean i i you know Jamal's right. I mean, I can't just I can't just make a blanket statement saying that 100 percent of them voted out of racism. I can, like I said, they they still voted despite Trump's racism, and um, and um, the ones who voted for him for other than racism, I think are a minority in the group. Okay, um, and and um, as far as you know, everybody just you know following tribalism. I don't think that's all the way a hundred percent true because Al Sharpton couldn't get a, a the majority of the black vote when he ran, and he was running against nothing but white people. He was the only black guy on the stage, and we liked you know he had been a black civil rights leader. So you know, but then again, that maybe that's just maybe maybe that wouldn't have happened in any other community but ours. Hmm. Please don't bring Al Sharpton into this conversation. <laughs> I'm telling you I'm telling you right now, as a black man, I wouldn't vote for for Al Sharpton if he was the only person on the ballot. I would be not voting at all. So don't bring Al Sharpton hey, into this conversation. I wanna readdress something that I'm sorry. Go but ahead, go but ahead. uh you and uh Jamal got into it before about the uh, the immigration and um you know uh what Trump is doing that was a question I wanted to raise I've, I've raised it before actually you know there there's two things that Trump is doing that are actually helping black people and it sounds effed up because we know he's doing it out of racism but deporting all these Mexicans is not hurting black America uh if anything it's helping black America when um when um 
the statistics show that illegal immigrants are low-skilled workers and they compete directly with black males for for entry-level and low-paying jobs and they cut our wages okay. let me i wanted to let me let me address this because i just saw two news reports mm-hmm. all right the two jobs that are this is going to be unexpected for a lot of people across the country but because of the deportations and the travel ban and all that kind of stuff that's happening right now there are two industries that are are hurting them well three industries that are hurting the most that that are going to hurt the most over the next few months Number one is the agriculture, because all of these workers who were here temporarily doing seasonal jobs because they were here on a work visa, they're not they're not showing up. I just saw an article today: the seasonal jobs in the hotel and um, the hotel industry, the resort industry, the summer those, those summer workers that help support these seasonal jobs on the East Coast, right? All of these people are searching for the owner of these these hotels are saying, look, if you breathe and you can walk, you got a job. Please come in because we are hurting for our workers because those um, undocumented workers who were originally here on on that work visa, those things ain't happening no more. Right. And so now what you're saying is this is going to help black folks because now black folks can get those jobs. Black folks ain't going to run to those jobs. Ain't no black folk going to pick some strawberries <laughs> because because all these Hispanics disappeared. That's And the last thing I want to say is um, the tech industry. The tech industry is hurting because a lot of the tech industry depended on work visas from skilled computer programmers from other countries and now they can't come over here. And, and and some of these companies got together and said, listen, we need to start getting some United States citizens who are skilled in technology and, and um, computer programming, because if this ban keeps holding up, we don't have anybody. We don't have anybody coming over here on these work visas from these other countries. And so you're telling me all of these the immigration ban the the deportations are helping black folks they only help black folks if black folks start stepping up and taking those jobs if they don't take the jobs if if, if they don't take those jobs then how are black folks going to get helped hold on to you I'll I'll give it to you in a second a couple of things you're exactly right the jobs you're talking about here black folks aren't going after those jobs you know why because it does not pay the bills so what happens is then and I'm not making any excuses because this is another show. Sometimes we are relegated because of whatever reasons there are, or there is rather, whether it's uh, incarceration, whether it's education, whatever it is. But I also want to say something to the black people out here that are doing something. See, nobody wants to talk about the Boy Scout that helped the grandmother across the street. Nobody wants to talk about uh, you've got five uh, brothers, or I think it was uh, it was quintuplets, or whatever it is, four or five brothers that have uh, scholarships to any university they want to talk to. They're they're, they're black. Right. Nobody wants to talk about the positive programs out here because the 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 the, the, the media is enamored with all of the negative information. That's all we get. So what what, what I want to say about this also, Jamal, brother, love you, but I had to disagree with you. That 13 cents you're talking about, he's not taking a hit. Because if you heard the, 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 the dialogue, the narrative, he's going to tack that on to the end of a pizza. So he's not taking a hit at all. 
And growing up, ever since you ever had a job, you had a job, and you had a job, don't most of these jobs that we ever had had health care in their package in the first place? This is before the Affordable Health Care Act. Let me tell you where the problem came in. The problem came in when President Obama and the United States also realized, what about these people who don't have health care, don't have these jobs that offer health care? The employers were already paying for health care if you had a decent job. Well, if you had a full-time job. Remember, there you don't get health care benefits if you're working part-time, if you're working seasonal. Yeah. You get, you well, that changed, though. See, all of that changed over the recent years. If you work for a decent company, even if you work part-time, you could get health care. That all happened. But I'm telling you what the problem stemmed from when there were people that weren't working or you had people who had these jobs that were paying less than the minimum wage, okay, less than the minimum wage, okay, and so they weren't offering health care. So this is why I have to disagree to Jamal is the fact that, see, you have to understand, these corporations that were doing that, guess what, they're getting rich and the people are starving. The people are starving. So then what happens is then then they had to go to urgent care, they have to go to emergency rooms and stuff like that. They have to get on welfare. See, that's also costing the government. So if we already look at it, we're already paying for it anyway through wealth care or the welfare systems, you see. So and so the government had you had put out a lot of money like that. So the whole idea for the Affordable Health Care Act is to take some of that burden off there, shift it over there, give these people some decent health care. But you have to understand something also. Going back to the greed aspect of what I'm telling you, these clowns—I'm cl- okay. I'm gonna say it. Clowns are trying to for, uh, push through a health care bill, and they don't care that it's going to help anybody. And you touched on it, Jamal. I mean, I'm sorry, Artier. Uh, you touched on that. Is that what they want to do? They want to win, 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 win at all costs because it helps the elite. You don't understand that. It helps the elite. That's the deal. They don't care. Why would you want to push care, push through a health care act when you know it's going to damage people? When you know that the bill that you're trying to push through, yep, you will still uh, um, uh, uh, take care of these people that have these illnesses that wouldn't be insurable before. You already know. It. But also it allows them to raise the premiums on these already poor people. You know what? Go ahead, Tia, because I um, wanted to make sure we talk about some of the other things in the hundred days. But okay, go ahead and say. What uh, well, if you have to. Uh, well, <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not going to go over. Y'all can, y'all can continue like overtime. Um, uh, I just wanted to say, um, you were, you were, you were saying that both of you were saying that the, um, that uh, Mexicans are not taking jobs away from blacks um, because blacks don't want to do those jobs. That's because you're only paying attention to a small segment of jobs here mexicans take more than just they do more than just pick oranges and um out of fields and stuff look around you've gone into mcdonald's where there was a hispanic manager and now the whole staff is hispanic um that happens in several different in- industries now, those are not hold on they also have overpi- overpassed us already in population you can't deny the numbers um, um, there's uh, 48 laws of power. Um, just just taking a, a job uh, picking oranges uh, away from a black guy isn't 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 all the ways that they're hurting us. Uh, you have to also look politically. Look at the voting. 
we have become obsolete. There was a point in time where the Democrats felt like they at least had to try and strive for the black vote. Offer them something, try to do something, uh, and try and be on their side um, uh, over the years because they need them to break the tide. Now you have the, so many Hispanics that then came in here, that's made our vote damn near obsolete. And it's going to keep getting more obsolete as the time passes. Listen, white people are not stupid. They are threatened by their racial majority um, 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 being lost to Mexicans. They know the laws of power. They know that a great population is just one of the ways that they can control and have power and be the most powerful people in the, in the, in the, in the country. And, uh, and uh, look around. How many jobs do you have to be able to speak Hispanic for these days because of all of the immigration, illegal immigrants coming into the country? It does cost blacks jobs. There's a lot of jobs that you can get just from knowing Spanish or being bilingual. And we're not all that. Well, no, 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 no. It, it, I don't think those are you, you. You're you're conflating a couple of things because illegal immigrants are not taking those jobs where um, McDonald's and all that kind of stuff. Cause they but we already discussed Trump ain't just getting a little illegal ones. He getting he getting innocent people, the ones that are holding good jobs. He's getting everybody. He's uh, he's on their, on attack. Uh, he's attacking Mexicans. But a lot of those people that work those jobs are American citizens, and he's not. He can't get. You can't. De- you're not going to deport an American citizen, dude. And that's a lot of the people that's working those jobs that you mentioned. Like, also, yeah. the the, go, go the Mexican vote is not going to make the black vote obsolete because the I, now if you said foreign vote, okay, I can see that because we have a lot of foreigners in this country. It's not just isolated down to Hispanics. You can put you know all kind of foreigners and combine that foreign vote that may. Um, make the black vote obsolete, but it's not. It don't just come down to, to uh, Mexicans. And like uh, like what Rob was saying, if you look at the industries that he was mentioning, again, a lot of those jobs are you know taken by those uh, you know like how you when you go to hotels and you know how many black people you see coming to the rooms. How many did you to, used to see before there were so many Mexicans? I don't even remember. I can't think. But what but what I'm saying. Watch Boardwalk Empire. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, before the influx no. of illegal immigrants, before the influx of people from legal or illegal, you're right. You had black folks that were the maids. You had black folks that were the nannies. You had black folks that were the cooks. You had black folks that were cleaning up in the hotels. You had black folks that were picking cotton and picking tobacco. You had black folks doing those jobs. You're right. And then when, and then when, when, all of these uh, people were coming in from other countries like Mexico and Central America and all that kind of stuff. You're right. You're right. A lot of those black folks left. But but you got to remember, a lot of those black folks left and you had two paths. You had mass incarceration on one side and you had upward mobility on the other side. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, you something. Did, you, you did not have a whole lot of blacks staying as maids you didn't have a lot of black housekeepers in the hotels anymore because you're right you had a lot of mexican you had but now if those jobs start opening up i don't think people are going to flock to them as much as you think and then you're looking at the lower level jobs in the first place i have to totally disagree with you they're not coming taking the office jobs like a job that you have they're not coming taking those jobs away from black people and I kind of take offense to that because Mexican people got a right to eat too. 
And oh, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Hold, 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 hold on one second. Hold on one second, Tia. Now it's almost like let me tell you why I really take offense to it because it's almost like let, let's do it like this. If we draw a line, it's almost like the the white people got majority and the blacks and Mexicans have to have to uh, uh, go for the scraps. See, that makes no sense to me because see, ever since I was when you know whenever I could grow up and had a mind, I knew I was going to be a businessman of some sort on some level. I never thought like that. Okay, now as far as taking jobs away from somebody, okay, why don't as black people why don't we go out and look for these jobs? Why don't we go out and create our own jobs? We have the mind, we're the most creative people ever born. Why don't we go out there and instead of of doing some things that we may be doing, we got we got we got we have to take blame for some things. And as far as the black vote is being obsolete, it's only obsolete if we don't vote. And we had so many people that did not vote. I had one brother to tell me he didn't vote because he's a taxpayer. I said, what? Are you? It makes no sense. For whatever, or it's not going to make a difference anyway, or whatever reason that we have. We have to stop making excuses also. Now, we also know we have a knucklehead president that doesn't give a damn about anybody except for the elite. Let's put it like that. Okay, so if for if so if 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 somebody take a job for you, you gotta go out and get a job. All right, so we have to take responsibility for our own actions and our own uh, situations also at, at the same time. So nobody's taking anything away from anybody. That, that's let me let me let me ask this because I know I know Tia got to make that trip up the yeah. hill, yeah, and that's gonna probably. be an hour long. But let me let me ask this one question because. We 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 were thinking we were thinking about using this show to talk about the 100 days and, and try and assess how specifically Trump has been doing. And one of the things that we didn't talk about are some of the shakeups that were going on with some of his uh, positions. You know, we had we had Michael Flynn, we had Michael Flynn, who is no longer a part of the White House. We have uh, Steve Bannon, who is still there in the White House but losing power. Right, kicked off the National Security Council. We have another um, another uh, top advisor, uh, Sebastian Gorka, who just resigned this week. And we have somebody else who's expected, uh, the deputy um, deputy security advisor, who's expected to leave before the month is over. Do, does this is this a sign that? The people that Trump put into the different places are starting to realize that either their their corruption is catching up to them, their incompetence is catching up to them, their ignorance is catching up to them, or the job was way too much for these people. You know, it's either the corruption or or the incompetence, but something is happening where his little inner circle is falling apart. You know? Well, I think it's probably a you know people are being put in positions that they shouldn't be put in. Period. I mean, how many other presidents in the history of this country have had the same issues as far as, you know, personnel, like you see with this administration? I mean, dude, we're not even, what, <laughs> a full year into this thing, and you having we're this many. Days. <laughs> you know, you got you got ethics issues, yeah. uh, you know, your daughter's an advisor, so you got, you know, you got all these ethics issues coming up, and, you know, people that's being put in positions that shouldn't be there. Hmm. And when you have that, you know, it's not, it shouldn't be. It's no shock to to see the fallout that you see right now. Um, 
you know, if you put in qualified people that know what they're doing in positions that they should be in, and you eliminate that uh, conflict of interest factor, then you likely wouldn't have this uh, this many issues. I mean, it's the first time we've seen it. Yeah, we haven't seen anything like this. You know, right. you're exactly right. This is all new to us. We're still learning. Man, I'm telling you, I, I, you know, I'm wondering, Jamal, Robert, are we in the middle of a movie set? It seems like a movie. It, I mean, rather than real life, I mean, I, I'm I'm not exaggerating this because um, I was on the uh, Winter Hair Show last night uh, that we do every Monday at 6:30 p.m. Okay, and we were talking about this very same thing about uh, no, I'm sorry, my Sunday show, the Boomerang, Boomerang, the Boomerang on Sundays, and I was I came on air and I said my head, Jamal, I said my head is spinning. My head, when I try to look into, and you try to, you know, think about this. I don't know whether you guys are experiencing the same thing I am. But when you turn on CNN or you turn on one of the movie channels, and, and I mean, <laughs> not movie channels, even though it seems like that. The, the news, or channel. news channel. You said, what has he done next? It's almost like we expect something. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but do you expect something every day different to come out oh, of the yeah, White yeah. House? It's a new scandal every week. It's a new scandal every week. And um, somebody asked him, what grade would you give yourself? And he said, A. Hmm. Well, Robert, you're a professor <laughs> at the school. I mean, if you had to grade your students, let's say your student was Donald Trump, and based on everything, whatever it is, what kind of grade would you give him? Oh, gosh. If Donald Trump was in my class, we'd have some fights. <laughs> but I actually... I actually understand why he gave himself an A, because he's a you, he's an ego maniac. You know, he he thinks he is the best thing God ever created, and so he's autom. We already any reporter any reporter that goes up to Donald Trump and say, "Hey, Donald Trump, how was your first hundred days?" That reporter is stupid because you already know what he's gonna say. You but see, Robert, he know what he but, 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 but Robert, that's borderline psychotic, though. They, they, that, that's right. borderline. If you think about it, Jamal, that is borderline psychotic. Because let's be honest, and I look at the three of us as fair men. And my question to you is: If you want to win at whatever competitive um, sport, whether it's a sport or whatever it is, if you want to win, don't you want to be winning fair and square to say, "Hey, I actually won." Oh, well, of course. But see, what we're dealing with right now is a presidency that it doesn't matter whether it's fair or not. I, I want to win at any and all costs. And I just want to bring this up. I was talking to um, Tierra about this earlier off air. Back January 26th, getting back on topic, acting attorney, attorney uh, Yates came to the White House and told them that Flynn was lying. Okay. All right. February 13th or around about but three weeks later, Flynn was fired. But in the meantime, they had no indication of, or they had no inkling of firing this man until it was getting ready to break out in the news. But I've got a question for all of you. And somebody is not even looking at the snake in the grass. I don't know how this guy has been undercover or whatever it is. That's Pence. How come Pence only found out about it when the news broke, when she had already briefed the White House? Will somebody please answer that question for me? He's lying. He knew. It had come out in the press. 
like the the fall before um trump's um not trump but uh flynn's uh, lawyers had briefed um the uh transition team which pence was ahead of uh he 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 already knew it would have been impossible for him not to know it would it would have been impossible it was in the news literally it was in the news if i know prince knows uh, right <laughs> right right pence knew pence knew and so just to come out just on that alone but that's 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 the, it's still, still it's getting back to the point it it doesn't matter to them it really doesn't matter. It, it, this, all of this mounting evidence, if, if the situations have been reversed, and I'm not even going to bring race into it. If this had been a Hillary Clinton, let me break this down for you. Look, if Hillary Clinton had done the exact same things that Trump has did, had done, then they would have been outraged and up at arms. Look at this Syria. Look at this Syria situation. Look how he... For years, you know, when, when Syria, when, when 1,400 kids were bombed, um, were not bombed, were gassed in 2014, and Barack wanted permission from Congress to go after the Assad regime for doing it, um, Congress wouldn't give him the permission. They wouldn't even vote on it. They, um, um, 98, uh, 98 senators, like, wrote to Obama and told him that he better not, uh, use force against Assad without a congressional appro- approval. Um, and, and Trump was tweeting left and right, you better not do this without congressional approval. Then, when Trump is the president, and the president is now a white male Republican, um, uh, a similar situation happens, but only 70 people are, 70 kids are gassed. And Trump sees something, he sees 70 kids gasping and, and dying on the, ra- on, on, on the television, and he makes an emotional decision and reverses years of his own, you know, stated policy. What would have happened if Hillary Clinton had made an emotional decision and changed her mind? A woman we seeing already, kids dying right. and changing her mind, having an emotional decision. You're right, man. Can you imagine if Hillary had done that? You're right. We we are dealing. What do you think? You're just smiling over there. Well, you know I'm talking about you, Jamal. You're 100 percent right. We we already you imagine know, if a female already, did that. We already know that. The public, the media, the reporters, the uh, congressmen, the senators, everybody is treating Trump so much differently than they would have treated any other president. We already know that. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing, the bigger issue, the, the bigger, bigger issue is this. You ever heard that phrase, um, victory is given to the ones who actually write the history books? <laughs> you know. That's what's happening. Trump understands that the truth is what he defines it as. He defines the truth. If I say I'm the best, I'm the best. If I say that my last hundred days deserves an A plus, then then that's what it is. If I say CNN is fake news and they're lying, then that's that's what, what goes. And if I say it enough, people will believe it. If I keep repeating the same message over and over and over again... People will believe it. That's what businesses do. That's what commercials do. You know, Burger King, have it your way. Have it your way. If I say it enough, enough, you're going to believe that you can walk into any Burger King and actually have it your way when you really can't. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? We're dealing with a president who understands if I say this over and over and over and over again, it's not about whether the facts are real it's about whether people believe what they hear over and over and over again it's like a bad song that gets stuck in your head you know what i mean well go on 
this is off topic of going off your little comment about Burger King. I think they should change that slogan. If I can't have my way, you need to t- not tell me that. No, no. See, Burger <laughs> King is doing exactly what they need to do. So if I can have my way, I that's, that's false advertising, right? Exactly. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. So yeah. if I walk in there and say I want this burger with this type of sauce and exactly. you know this amount, I should be able to get that, you, right? You can't. You cannot go into Burger King and say, you know what, I want grilled onions and Thousand Island dressing because they don't have it. Right. So no matter what you say about have it your way, have it your way, it ain't happening. Same thing is true for Trump. If I keep saying this slogan over and over and over again, make America great, make America great again, make America great again, people going to believe it. It's like a broken record. I mean, uh, I mean, Trump, Trump can still get he, he, the way he's going about his presidency. I think he, he should have changed. Like, I don't think he should have went the route with the media attacking the media the way he did. He could have worked that in his favor to where. You know, even though a lot of people would have uh, still disagreed with some of the things that he that he uh, that he did, or you know, in situations that you know he may have came off as being wrong, that by you know by not agreeing with the media at all time, having his little conflicts every now and then, or something like that, but not breaking that relationship with the media would have allowed his presidency up to this point to go a little bit smoother, because you know. The media can make or break, uh, you know, uh, presidency. It can it can make or break because that's that's, that's, that's what's going to be. That's very true. You know what they put out there is what they put out there. So, in whatever light they put you put you in, you know that's how people are going to perceive it, and it's going to make his job more. Especially you know coming into a situation in which you know he has no experience as in in politics. So, I think if and he, and he still has time to do it. That's the crazy part. That but you know with his ego. It, will he do it or not? Chances are not likely. He's probably gonna stick to what he's doing. But if you know, I don't know if his people around him have suggested it. But if he commend that part, then it'd be easier for him to get his agenda across and uh, with less, you know, resistance. You know, um, we're coming up on the end of the show. I want to switch topics just a little bit uh, for those who are still hanging in there and still listening. Uh, Tierre had to leave because he had to drive an hour away up in traffic. And uh, he's not going to be able to talk about Trump. Maybe he's listening in the car to the radio. But I want to switch topics, Jamal, to something that I think touched touched our hearts this weekend. Aside from this weekend being Trump's 100 days, this past Saturday was also the 25th anniversary of the L.A. riots. Yep. The they just did a few the, specials the, on the, TV about it. The, yeah, exactly. The, the, we're talking 25 years ago. The 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 biggest, what they call the biggest public disturbance in American history. On America, you still got cities that are areas in LA that look the exact same. 25 25 years, years later, ago, look exactly the same. Exactly, a billion dollars worth of damage. You had injuries. Yep. You had deaths. You had fires. I I remember. I remember I, I, I was a, I was a little bit affected by this a little bit more than some people because um, for the first time I I was going to school an hour east of L.A. I was going to school in Redlands when all that broke out. And I remember driving home to L.A. and on the freeway just watching my city burn. I mean, you could see the smoke for miles. You could see the yep. fires. You could, I mean, you're, that's all people were talking about on the news. My city was burning. 
Yep. I remember my brother, he went to Harbor City to get groceries. Like you had to go out of the city to get groceries. That's crazy. That is crazy. I, and, and, and I don't think a lot of people understand, especially if you're listening outside of California, the riots didn't necessarily affect you that much. But imagine imagine the 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 most populated city in California. California's the most populated state. There are more people living in here than any other state. And the most popular city, LA, boom, exploded in the riots. Not just because of Rodney King, who I I, I call that the first viral video because that video Yep. That video before the internet, you're talking 1992, everybody saw that video. 50, he, he got beat 56 times. Rodney King got beat on camera 56 times by a half dozen officers. And officers not guilty. Man, there's no wonder this, this city had enough and just blew up. You know. But you, I mean, you know, you saw. You can see that coming. I mean, people talked about it before the verdict ever even came out. You knew that there was there was there was only one way for that verdict to go to prevent the riots, and everybody knew that if it didn't go, this was gonna that happen. that was going to happen. So um, you could see it. You could you could you could hear it in conversations people was having in the neighborhoods that if it went any other way, you knew what was going to happen. Yeah. So as soon as it came out, you know, people kind of like you know prepared themselves for it. Hey William, I don't think you were. Were you in California in 1992, or, or you were? Oh no, yes I was. You were okay. Oh man, I watched it, and I don't know how you how old how old were you then? I was in college. You was in college at that time. I was, I was 19 and a half when the riots broke out. Okay, yeah, and you're right. I think it had everything to do with that verdict uh, that came down because I looked at it. The most astonishing thing to me, uh, Rob and Jamal, was that. I had some non-black friends that I thought were friends, right? And their reaction to it was, what did he do? And I'm looking at the video, and I'm looking at law enforcement. You have a man in custody for whatever he did. And if you look at the infraction, it really wasn't anything. It was like he had, uh, it was a traffic something with yeah. his car or whatever it was but he really wasn't doing anything that you would call classify illegal on a felony level on a felony level yeah okay N- nothing like that it, you know a ticket whatever it was right and for him to pull for them to pull that man out and beat him like they, they didn't have to do that they already had him he was already down i saw this i looked at it i looked at it and so when these people came to me said well, he must have did something wrong. What did he do? I'm saying, what? It doesn't matter. You can't imagine. There's nothing anybody could have done. I mean, he's already down. He's already down. So what you do? He's already down. He's not resisting arrest or anything like that. You handcuff him. It didn't have to even go that far. And for those people to do what they did, look what it cost the city. Look at the, the, the divide. And, you know, racial tensions have always been... I don't care. You can smother it any way you want with civil rights coming around, you know. And there was a band-aid put on it for a long time until crack cocaine came into our neighborhoods. And that's a whole nother story in another show. But you have to look at what's going on here. People, like you said, people were fed up. They were tired. 
And I looked well, a lot at of it. Remember Latasha Harlan case. The Latasha Harlan was the 15 year old girl, and that sentence came down like days apart from Rodney King's tr- trial. Absolutely. And and the two together. Latasha Harlan was the 15 year old black girl went into the um, the the Korean the um, convenience store was gonna buy her juice or drink or whatever and actually went took the money out had no intention of stealing this thing but the Korean grocery store lady thought she was stealing because she had already put it in her backpack before she walked up to the counter and what ended up happening was they got into an argument and she walked out and the Korean grocery store woman pulled out the gun and shot her. And shot her, killed her. Now, all of this was on the store video. So we're looking at the grocery store owner pull a gun and kill her. She was found guilty and everybody thought, okay, good, good. Justice going to be served. They said, you're guilty. 400 hours of community service. Isn't that something? And, and pay a fine. And that's that's when the city said, wait, you know, all these people, you put that together with the officers in the Rodney King trial, and all that just happened days apart. The city just exploded. Right. But then there's a different dynamic that we're not looking at. Why were these officers protected? Why was the, the, the these guys found not guilty? There's a, a total injustice there. You saw it. It was right there on the video. Everybody could see it. And it's almost going back to like our present, uh, our, our, our present administration now. Alternative facts. You know, uh, an alternative fact, what is that, folks? That's a lie. You see? So you have to get back to what's going on because, see, certain things, like I said earlier, when we opened up the show, uh, uh, Robin and Jamal, I said, it's right and it's wrong and there's no gray area. It's no wonder, uh, along uh, attributing to a lot of other things, why our kids are confused, they're out of control, because guess what? If they look up uh, to us adults, and you look at even higher than that, because if you look at the presidency of the United States, now that's supposed to set the standard for the country. Now, do you want a standard that goes around grabbing people by their genitals and says it's okay? Are you telling people that it's okay to bully? Are you telling okay people that it's okay to be racist? Are you telling people that it's okay in our children because they're like sponges right now? Okay, the president can bully. Well, shucks, it's okay with me. Hmm. I mean, I, I should be able to do that also. you telling people that it's okay to do these things? Aren't we supposed to be setting an example for our generation? And it has to come from the hierarchy. And you know then, what? you know what? You're 100 percent right. I, j- I was listening on the radio uh, yesterday, right? I'm listening on the radio, and this guy was talking about his 12 year old son, right? His 12 year old son, his his 12 year old son was taking a music class, a music elective, uh, uh, um, acting class. I'm sorry, acting class at the at the middle school. And 50% of their grade was to do this video, right? To do a monologue on this acting monologue. And he didn't do it. The 12-year-old didn't do it. He said, you know what? I just got fed up with this class. I didn't do it. And the father looked at him and said, what do you mean you didn't do it? You don't fail the class. He said, I know, but I don't like this class anyway. And and, and nobody else likes the class anyway. Nobody's going to take this class next year. Nobody likes this teacher. So nobody's going to take her next year anyway. 
instead of getting mad at the 12 year old for not doing an assignment and failing the class he decides you know what we're going to negotiate something with this teacher because I'm going to teach I'm a, and I said and the reason I'm bringing this up is because this is the kind of mentality we have in the White House this is the kind of president we have no longer do we do the right thing because it's the right thing to do now it's about how much can you get away with because this this guy is on the radio he's a radio host he's he's saying the same thing he says what I told my son is this go up to that teacher and say hey listen teacher I know I didn't do the assignment I know I'm about to fail the class but but check this out you need to give me an A if you give me an A I'll go and convince people to take your class next year and he says as a father, I had to tell my 12-year-old how the real business, how the real business world works. I got to tell him, look, you negotiate. You got something I need. I got something you need. Let's work this out. And I'm sitting here thinking, wait, wait, what happened to the guy didn't do any work in the class? <laughs> this dude did not do any work in the class. He got an F. And here's his father telling him, let's teach him a lesson about how the real world works. Let's see if we can negotiate that A. That's the kind of world we're living in. That is the kind of world we're living in where it's not about right, wrong, do your homework, study hard, and get good grades. It's about, look, why don't you get that D and then we'll negotiate the rest later. No. I'm glad you mentioned that. Let me just share something with you. I hope that the audience look at us. We point out a lot of things that are going wrong. And it's easy to do, you know. And a lot of times when people do that, you know, not on radio, they do that to deflect what's going on in lives. But we pointed out for a reason, because we also want to say, what do you do? Because, see, as a father, you know, my thing is, I don't care what the rest of the kids are doing. This is my, this is my take. You go out there and do it, and let's go at, guess what? We're going to do it the best that you can. No, we're not going to tolerate this F. Because, see, that dad should have also known that he didn't just fail. He was failing all along. For some, If he was checking his kids, checking the homework. Because, see, you have some great parents out here, and I'm going to tell you what happens. The good students, uh, you have really good students out here because you have parents, for the most case, that insist on them being a good student. Because if you are going to feed that child, you're going to uh, uh, give that child a good lifestyle, a roof to live, uh, a roof over their head and stuff like that, then guess what? They have one job. You go to school, you behave yourself, and you're going to bring good grades. I was visiting my grandchildren this uh, past week, and I was proud to say that I have one granddaughter that is going to, by the time she finishes high school, She'll already have two years of college under her belt. Okay? I have another granddaughter that's doing great, uh, in, in her deal. Uh, she's going, she's an aspiring model. Okay? But the main thing is that good grades, you get to school, you go to college, then you pursue whatever you want. Uh, one of my grandsons, he's headed into robotics. Heavy into robotics, and he's also a brilliant, brilliant musician. Hey, uh, 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 Kevin, I hope you're listening, brother. I love you. You know that, right? Your granddaddy loves you. And so um, I was taking all of them out to the movies. But before they got in the car, I says, okay, what kind of grades you have? 
A's and B's, and I thought I, was, I had just gotten off the flight, so my hearing was a little bad. I thought I heard a C. I, oh, no, 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 no. So they were all going. They all had passes to the movie because it was A's and B's. And I said, you know, I kind of don't like those B's either because you can do better than that. You know? But we have to push our children because guess what? They're sponges. They have plenty of room in those big heads that they have. Okay? They do. They have plenty of room. So you don't have to be afraid of pushing your child. But now there's also a limit. You don't want to push it to the point that it's torture or it's agony or anything like that. Also, you have to understand your children. So then you look at what they are interested in and then you kind of try to tap into their creative side. Because everybody's not going to be a doctor. Everybody's not going to be a lawyer. Uh, um, uh, everybody's not going to be in law enforcement or a, a professor or whatever it is. And because we have to understand that people are all different. And I think that's why schools are feeling right now because our teachers haven't adapted to the fact that, hey, look, I've got a child over here that's really great in this and really great. And you can't do a blanket thing. You have to kind of and understand that there are restrictions. understand all of this. But as a teacher, sometimes you say, wow. You can make suggestions at a later show. Man, I don't even know how I know, got off on that tide. <laughs> no, 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 right no. We were talking about, the, I brought up the, that guy and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And the reflection on Trump. Now, right. Let me, let me ask you this. Cause oh, that's me, okay. Let, let, let me, let me ask you this. Jamal's in a hurry. <laughs> let, Yo, let, go let, on. Well, let me ask you this. Do you have any, uh, how can I say, it? any hope, any positive outlook for the future now that we passed this hundred days for trump right is there any for another three years is it is it all downhill or is there any positivity that's going to come out of this yes yes i'm gonna tell you why okay because i think more than anything this is a wake-up call to us this says look um get up and do something because this clown is not going to do anything for you i think that as as students i think And as teachers, educators, or whatever it is, we need to take an active role. Because too many times right now, when people get despaired, you know what happens, Jamal? And you know what happens, Robert? It says, there's nothing you can, they give up, they say, there's nothing that can be done. That's, that, 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 that is the thing that kills us. It's just like here with Groove Talk Radio, we can use this as a platform for help. Uh, a platform that says give somebody an idea. And I'm going to give you a really quick 30-second uh, uh, thing on this. There was a young lady that I met about two and a half, three years ago. And she was uh, approaching college, but she was a struggling student throughout her life. Okay? But she was one of these people that, you know, some students have difficulty learning and things of that nature. Right. And But she was going to go into math. I said, wait a minute. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Okay, well, maybe she's good at math. That's okay. Uh, but then also I listened to her and talked to her and, and, and she, we had conversations along with her mother on how she communicated with her friends. And I said, have you ever thought about psychology? I think you need to look into that. Hmm. I said, because I think you have a gift for that. Hmm. Two years later, I get an email from her, uh, about two months ago. She says, Mr. Brown, thank you so much. I made, I, I switched my major from math to psychology and I'm having the time of my life. This is what I want to do. 
So sometimes it's only take a, a thought, an idea, a positive reinforcement. So nope, I don't think it's downhill for us. I think if we look at this as a learning experience and tell our children and, and grandchildren and associates and acquaintances, this, you take a look at their presidency. That is a, uh, a, a, a diagram. Uh, that is a blueprint on what not to do. Because your parents didn't teach you the things that this man is talking about. Your parents, my parents didn't teach me hatred, bigotry, racism, and things like that. And then when you have the leader of the country that's perpetrating this and, 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 and also causing divide, I think it's an opportunity right now for people to come together and say, you know what? That is absolutely wrong. I like that. Yeah. That is absolutely wrong. So, no, uh, you know that business I was thinking about? I think I'm going to do that. That go. class I was getting ready to take, I think I'm going to be able to do that. And as and we let's use this as a platform to tell people these are the types of things that we can do. It's the way we learn through adversity. Absolutely, absolutely. Adversity. And you were there when we did uh, back in March 12th of this year, we had oh, career, right, day. career day. At the I thought it was absolutely magnificent. The only thing that I said that we should have quadrupled the crowd that we had because we had 26 professionals, Jamal, up there, man, and we were talking about different professionals from uh, education to law enforcement, uh, uh, business. business and radio. It was absolutely dynamic. These are the types of things that we can do and we should do. And uh, and I think we should use this as a platform. So nope, I'm I'm looking forward to. Quite frankly, I'm waiting for him to be impeached. But in the (laughs) meantime, I mean, so but in the meantime, we let's do let's take care of ourselves because whatever plans he had, how much was that going to affect your paycheck anyway? Exactly right. You know what I'm saying, Jamal? How much was that going to affect your paycheck? Let let me ask Jamal. um, Jamal, you got any final words? Anything that you want to say, do you see any positivity coming out of this presidency? You know, William just talked about using this as an example of what not to do and work from your bootstraps and build up from there. What, what, are, you, what are you thinking, Jamal? Well, Trump's not going to affect my pay because as long as it's crime, I'm getting paid. So, <laughs> and that's just the honest truth. You, you as and long, I, you, hey, you as and I long got as it's crime, I'm getting paid. You, you and I got uh, careers for life, you know. As, as a teacher, I told, all I, I got to do hey, is I just told wait. I got a few shows ago what we was talking about. That's the reason I chose, man. It, it's, it's 24 hours a day, three, seven days a week, 365. As long as they're crying, <laughs> crime you got And as long as they're stupid, stupid people to teach. I, yeah. I, we, we both got jobs for life. Hey, y'all want want me to start hurting these people got to stop committing these crimes as long as they're out there doing it, I got, I'm going to be getting paid um, my outlook on the thing is I think that eventually at some point Trump's presidency is going to change because as you see right now he's pushing and testing all the limits that he can do um, he's finding out uh, what powers he has as a president which, one, which ones he don't where he's going to be challenged where he's going to have the most difficult so this is more of a the first half of this first year is a a learning stage for him. I think as his presidency goes on, he's going to adjust to some certain things, and um, we won't really know until we really see the the, the outcome of some of his decisions that he make. Um, I don't. Will he get impeached? I don't know. You know, you got some people calling for his impeachment, some people not. You know, obviously with his supporters, but I do think that at some point his presidency is going to change and should get back into somewhat of a normal uh presidency um hopefully that's the case uh, i'm trying to keep 
the mindset that 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 that's what would happen. Um, if like I say, if I was him, I would I would focus on you know mending in some way his relationship that he has with the media because that can that's you know make it make his present if if that was if that would be my first step as uh, seeing something positive. If he get, if he can get over that, uh, let that ego go a little bit and start mending his relationship with the media, then I can think that you know it'll start to you know smooth out his presidency uh, a little bit better. But hopefully, you know he. You know, learns what he can do as presidency, what he can't, and uh, start to you know actually act like a president. And, you know, get out the business businessman mindset, and um, you know whatever he whatever it is he say he's gonna carry out, carry out. Hmm. You know, don't be reckless or anything like that. Um, but you know, I always try to see a positive side to every situation. I'm not gonna sit here and I don't I don't want to think that you know for the next you know three and a half years it's gonna be negative. So. I mean, as as far as the beginning of a presidency is about as bad as you can get. <laughs> so that's true. You know, it's only one way up, and uh, I don't think it's gonna get any worse. Um, like you said, he admitted that you know this is a lot harder than he thought it was gonna be, and it's just a matter of him, you know, learning how to be a president. It's gonna be some bumps, which he already went through, and uh, it's still gonna be a few more moving forward. But you know, I'm always gonna try to take the positive um, outlook, and you know, hopefully at some point he becomes. The president that, or at least a president that should be in office, whether um, I agree with him at that point or not, that's to be seen. Um, you know, if he do anything that you know benefits the country, then I'm all for it. If if not, then you know I'll be against it. But that's with any president. That was with Trump. That's with Obama. That was with George W. That was with Bill Clinton. You know, at the end of the day, I'm a judge it based off of you know is it right or wrong? Does it benefit the country or not? I'm not going judge it based off of you know did i support the dude or not because you know that's already been done that's already been decided he's the president so now we got to deal with it now we got to deal with it now it's just the point of judging the dude based on what he do and that's all i'm i'm a judging for i'm not gonna judge him based off how i feel about him you know if you do something that we can benefit from then cool if you do something that hurt the country then I, you know obviously i'm gonna have a problem with it so you know hopefully it, it, it gets positive and uh you know he just become the president that we the need country him need to him to be exactly I like that. Um, it is now past 7 o'clock. We've been here for a long time, which is good. That means we had a lot to say. Uh, for those people who are still listening, tell your friends to download that app, IMG2 app. That's IMG2 for Groove Talk Radio. We are out of here. Peace. What you're talking for. Don't tell me now.